My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. Bob and Zip with our dear friend Ed Kelly. Uh, and it's, uh, wow, is it Friday already? Yeah. Time flies when you're not having any fun in quarantine. <laughs> well, that's not true. Well, not initially, I don't know if this applies to you guys, but initially, time went super slow because this coronavirus is a whole new thing. And, you know, it's just like, a, oh, I, I, I was going to go to dinner Thursday. No, you can't go to dinner Thursday. Oh, I was going to fly here. No, you can't. And so at first it was just this like huge weight of everything going slow. And then I, I, I've sort of gotten into a routine of knowing that it is what it is. And I enjoyed, really enjoyed blowing off every appointment. Have you ever been able to blow off every appointment you've ever made? <laughs> no. No, seriously, dentist? Yeah, my teeth are good. You know. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, skin guy, look, I have a few freckles, but I'm not risking my life to come see you. Thank you. <laughs> I cannot. Every day tell I wake why. up in the morning and I hear that Reagan commercial in my head. It's morning in America. <laughs> uh, teeth cleaning, not a why. shot. Teeth cleaning, no, not going to happen. Uh, no, I did. Uh, I canceled my, my my rescheduled colonoscopy. I was supposed to have it uh, uh, Tuesday. Yeah. So I bailed. So on no it. butt cam. No, not not uh, coming on the heels of a holiday. Mr. Yeah. Zip, well, we were really looking forward to looking into your uh, innards. Uh, we're disappointed that you're not coming in. Can you send us some Polaroids? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what they'll do, though? They'll send some you a home selfies. colonoscopy kit that they'll make for the virus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get a lube it and sit on it. This guy will be on the phone with you. Did you get the package? <laughs> He's going to talk you through it. Go ahead. Talk him through the procedure there. Okay, now, uh, I play the liver Excuse good me, to the doctor, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I play one on the telephone. Why not? Get, no, Why should a doctor have to be there when you stick that probe up there? You could right. stick a probe. I mean, no. what, 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 Doc, what is it? It's a little astroglide and uh, some tissue is all you really need, right? I'm surprised you know the brand name, Bob. Uh, you've just <laughs> tipped your hand, actually. <clears throat> well, the aptly yeah. named astroglide is all I have to call it. Let your freak flag fly, Bob, whatever. Sure. Okay. It appears to be an old GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, you son of GoPro. We need something smaller than that. You know, the uh, supplies are very short demand these days, huh? We can, uh, whatever we've got. Next, you can use the drone as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, the drone could provide a wonderful mem a memory of the occasion. Yeah, from a, little, a little bit. <laughs> so, Zip, you do fly a drone. Oh, man. Yes. Isn't it amazing? Like, uh, look, I'm certain we'll be able to do our own colonoscopies, especially if we shut down the other car plants and have them make home colonoscopy machines. Yeah. The scary part is we might like it. <laughs> oh, man. But there's so many things we can do now that, oh, think about this, your drone, yes. Yes. 10 years ago, for you to take that footage, you would have had to hire a helicopter, a and pilot... <laughs> A cameraman, <laughs> right? File a yeah. flight plan. Or a woman, yeah. Or a woman. There are. That's true. Definitely two genders, and I don't always acknowledge it. The tender gender, don't forget that. Yeah. But I hate to talk about this. The FAA is, there's some legislation floating around or some oh, suggestions yeah. about uh, the remote identification of every drone. 
Um, so I think I don't know if that's going to uh, happen. I, I think that's got to happen. Yeah. Do you? Well, and you know, much like uh, hoping folks will wear masks during this thing, um, if, if not everybody is a responsible drone operator, I can tell you that for a fact. Well, no, yeah. And I've got a friend in, in Malibu who they just hover outside his window. Like they just go along the beach and they just stop and look in people's houses to see how the, the other half lives, so to speak. Yeah. So, all right, here's a thought. What if instead... Because I see where you're going. You, you're a drone, a drone rights advocate. Well, it's just unfortunate. You know what? They it's, will it's not pry your that... drone from your cold, dead head. So it's It started out sort of as a, you know, the uh, remote control hobbyist type legist you know what i mean yes. uh, re yeah. uh, regulations and now it's turning into this the drone militia aircraft. has got to rise up but you well, know on, it's so can pilot though i mean what if our government dangerous. which owns all the flying killing machines yeah. I i'm making obviously a, a crude analogy and yeah. semi-humorous but not really isn't a drone a potent, isn't one of that one of the biggest weapons the military has? At a million apiece, and they're very effective. And shouldn't yeah. the NRA come out in favor of drone rights? <laughs> think about it. I don't know. I don't. Want I to. think over coffee, I could convince them. <laughs> <laughs> it would depend on how much you contributed, Bob. Uh, well, think about it. Drone drones, like seriously. All right. Is the NRA really just about BB guns? No. Right? No, they're a lobby. That's what they are. But that whole, I thought the whole idea of the NRA was uh, your rights as a citizen will not be infringed upon even if your government goes bad. You have the right to protect your home and you have the right to, you know, make a citizen's arrest bombing. I don't know. <laughs> no. No, I guess that's too far. It's the right to bear arms. You know, In Canada, it's the opposite. We have, we have the right to arm bears. So everybody's got an <laughs> even shot. Is there, does Canada not have this problem? They don't. Because the, the RCMP, boy, if you've got a gun, you better have it registered. Because if you don't, you're going down. Okay. You're going up for a long time. They, and here, they when I want to buy a gun, I yeah. you know, had to pass Go to a, a gun show. background check and all of that. But they don't have a... Like... Now, they recently outlawed... Uh, automatics right they did After yeah they had a major scotia. incident in ottawa yeah mm -hmm. before yeah. the nova scotia incident i believe it happened yeah but let's get um, back to drones because uh sure. you know they're gonna deliver things quickly bob what do you need to know i just don't get enough humor out of gun talk usually <laughs> but the drones are i don't see I, I mean i gotta say yeah. i don't see how they could possibly do the package delivery uh with any amount of efficacy because of the batteries you'll need for that much weight. Do you know what progress they're making with batteries right now? Are I you guess, serious? Maybe. Yeah. I guess they're making like them saying, so much How lighter. are they ever going to send video over the internet? Why everyone would need their <laughs> own stream for... and the modem only goes at 28.8. That's right. <laughs> for bottled water. They Hell can get it done. Yeah. They can so get it done. The answer to what you're bringing up, Zip, and I have a friend who's really good at this stuff. I should call him sometime. But the answer to what you're bringing up is that battery technology is the computers of tomorrow. That's, Exponentially better yeah. by the week, yeah. And energy storage is going to have to go like Moore's Law, and it's going to have to get better and better and better. Tesla will put batteries on the side of my house. 
That's right. And some solar panels in the yard. And I don't, I can give the big, you know, one Oil finger company. salute to the power yeah. company. Yeah. And, you know, I'm considering it just, because, you know, for the feeling of power. In 10 years, yeah. Zip, Bob's Prius will run on a double A. Well, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? But th- th- if it's computers, that battery. will happen. <laughs> like, you know how many transistors are packed into an integrated circuit and how many yeah. integrated circuits are packed exactly. into, you know, a, a computer? It's crazy. A chip alone is, is, is amazingly miraculous. Yeah. A single computer chip. Sometimes I think the whole world is fake and it's all magic. And like all these gadgets that we just assume work are oh. totally an illusion. Well, yeah, <laughs> that the other aliens words, have that, implanted. Like if you dug into an iPhone, there's no, it's, it's, it's empty. Not circuits. You can't build that stuff. <laughs> you know, You're we started to talk. It's like, uh, what's that movie um, where they, you know, in a movie, take the red pill, the blue pill? Oh, uh, with the the background, with Morpheus, uh, uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. You know, where the world isn't real, yeah. it's all and just it's, hallucination. Yes. Um, Keanu Reeves is in it. Keanu Reeves. Yes. The Matrix? The, the Matrix. Matrix, thank you. Wow, oh, ding, 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 thank ding. you very much. Very good. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously, I'm, the, I'm probably the least likely to do a cultural reference like that. Yeah. Yeah, Ed's usually you know, the best. He's first. So yes, in the Matrix, um, everything around you is an illusion, mm-hmm. and I feel mm-hmm. like technology is that way sometimes. Like these drones, really? I can fly a freaking high definition camera a mile away and be looking at it on a screen in front of me. Imagine Get if out. this whole th- yeah. imagine if this whole COVID nineteen thing happened in nineteen ninety. Where would we be at? If it happened what? In 1990. 1990. Oh. Prior, really, to the computer age. Wow. Back when it was still DOS and maybe an Oof. Apple Mac or two. So there are good and bad aspects to it. I'll let you take it first, Ed. What do you think it would have done in 1990? I think we'd be toast. <laughs> I, I just don't think they'd... I mean, there's all kinds of people purporting all kinds of positive things about a... Uh, a vaccine and everything like that, but we both know you can't rush science. It's like farming; you can't rush farming. So, all right, we'd can. be toast for more years because we wouldn't be able to make a. And maybe we couldn't even have made. It could be a wipeout vaccine. Could've, well, yeah. I'll tell you this: I know I would not have enjoyed watching TV as much because of <laughs> Twin Peaks, Mister yeah. Bean, love Twin Peaks, nine zero two one zero, North Bend, Washington. Yeah, but suppose they color had was a pretty good show. Suppose they enforce the stay-at-home thing, man. All these mm. people that work from home, it would not be happening. Talk about stopping the economy. Yeah. yeah. And no Zoom. You'd have to sit there playing Super Mario 3 all day. You, you got a land hater <laughs> to talk to your neighbors with. That's it. 1990. Let's see. They would be beepers, right? Beepers. Yes. and uh, That's kind of before cell phones. That yeah. was bag phone era. You could right? not work from home. And the joke back then was, what, what's the ultimate optimist? And that was a, uh, an accordion player with a beeper. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs me right now. Um, but in 1990, we had respected newsmen and politicians spoke like they were your friend or your, you know, your, you, you know, your father knows best father instead of your, your fired father. Um, and so uh, maybe we would have had a Walter Cronkite. Was he still there in 90? No, probably not. I think it was Tom Brokaw from MEC Nightly News. All right, Tom Brokaw. 
yeah. would have come on, and every night he would have made you feel safe and told you how to stay safe. Right, Tom? I said, cry. Sleep tight. Don't like the bed bugs bite. <laughs> <laughs> this is profound love of God. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Tom, are you wearing a mask, or do you always speak with a slur like that? People talk to me about my speech impediment, and they often purport that I have a bottle of absolute in my drawer. <laughs> and that is simply not true. Not absolute, I'm a, no. I'm a teetotaler. Foster Brooks. Foster Brooks. Yes. Do you, uh, Brooks do, you do voice exercises religiously? I'm just curious. Yes. Uh, I had a little problem during the Olympics because they were... <laughs> In Homer, so that was challenging oh, yeah, to man. say the least. I loved uh, him; he was a great guy. <laughs> I re seriously, I remember a time at AAF where I was trying to work on a Tom Brokaw impression, and I read a piece of copy for Kill Killington Ski Area. It was. It was running on the air. And Bob Goodell, of all people, called me and goes, Snap, Jesus, what were you drunk? And I said, Oh, did anybody notice it? You know, at all ability levels. That's hilarious. Killington. But so here's what was nice about that time, 1990. People were more polite to each other. And we would have all come together and loved each other with a common threat. And, you know, and the media would have gathered together. And I mean, even in 9-11, in everybody was like, yeah, George Bush stood there and I'm proud, you know. Yeah, and yeah. So, um, so so I think the hardest part of now is that we were already like full of angst. It's a bad time for a, pa a pandemic. What are you crazy? Not this year. Please give us. You know, yeah. four or five more years, and then we'll. Can, deal with can we get locusts or something yeah, instead? Yeah, something light, <laughs> pandemic light. Yeah. Uh, so that's part of it, but then, but here's the good thing about now. Okay. Never at any time in human history have we been able to isolate and yet connect better than ever. That's true. I mean, there are some and things we can do now that we're discovering. The pandemic is a eye-opening opportunity to see ways you can be more efficient at doing things. And there are people, very actually very high-pro people in the show business industry that are getting to know their kids for the very first time. Oh, yeah. I wish this had happened and I'd had a chance to get to know my kids. Yeah. You guys are lucky. We were meant to be seen and not heard. We were so much chattel. Uh, whoever came up with meant to be seen and not heard should be shot. I'd love or dug up and shot again. I'd love to know the first person who came up with it. That's got to be Googleable, Bob. Ask the world. That's what you do uh, when you don't know the answer. Who's, to I can Google that. Hang on. No. Who came up with? Who children were meant to be said, seen. It should actually search origin. Origin. Children yes. are meant. I mean, to be you talk about <laughs> creating self-esteem issues. I want to see if Aren't Google you? fills it in for me. <laughs> this ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Autofills? <laughs> Not heard. Okay. It says, children should be seen and not heard. Phrases.org says the expression, wow, you're right. You can Google anything. Why did I ever think of that? The expression children should be seen and not heard is an old English proverb. It dates 
from the 15th century. Yeah, what a surprise. Would that be in the 1500s or the 1400s? Zip? That would be the 1400s. Oh, is that before? 1400 something is the 15th. I wanted to see. (laughs) It's the 1400s is the 15th century, right? Correct. Do you know Mm. how I learned that? How? There used to be a program called the 20th century. Uh huh. With Walter Cronkite. With Walter Cronkite of all. Walter Cronkite for the 20th century. Yes. And I was like, but it's only 19 something. Why do you keep talking about the 20th century? And, and someone explained it to me. Anyway, in the original form, children should be seen and not heard, specifically about young women who are expected to keep quiet. So it was originally women. Of course. And it got broadened to include all you whippersnappers. No pun intended with broadened. It's recorded yeah. in the 15th century collection of homilies written by an Augustinian clergyman called John Merck. Merck Festival Circle. How do you spell Merck? 1450. <laughs> wow. Wow. So it yeah. was to put down women, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's an old saw, and we would. it used to be spelled S-A-W-E. Now they say saw as an S-A-W. Uh-huh. Uh, Merck, writing in Middle English, described the saying as Old English, which presumably might mean that it came even earlier. Even earlier, sure. Old English names denoting gender, are gender, uh, gender excuse me, are now somewhat mm-hmm. altered. Uh, a maid, M-A-Y-D-E. Tell me more. Was <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. You know all about a maid, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I was married to a Kennedy. I had it made. Oh, never mind. Yeah, you had it made. <laughs> Get it. For a while. Damn it. How did I ever uh, mess that up? Anyway, uh, usually a young female, unmarried, was called maid. An old maid. But it yeah. also was used to denote celibate men. If oh, really? Was. So the term meant uh, you maids shut up. That's really brutal. <laughs> it was really a backwards time, Bob. I mean, and it spilled over into, into this country as well. How long did it take women to get the vote for crying out loud? A long time. Yeah. 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 Now that one I'd still think about now and then. <laughs> <laughs> you dinosaur, you. <laughs> what a forward thinking man. Well, I just, I wish everyone to vote would take a logic test. That's all I would say. I like that. I think there should be minimums, yeah. Should there be some sort of litmus test? Oh, but then that wouldn't be fair. Well, brains, the- aren't, brains aren't everything. On <laughs> <laughs> the Wizard of Oz theme today, sure. No, I mean, you know, uh, academic smarts is one thing, but it's true. But goodness and kindness can seem simple and yet do such complex good. And is a social intelligence. Yeah. All right. Well, didn't this get preachy real quick? Well, <laughs> I guess. You know, this is an improv conversation, and I it do is. never know where it's going to go, but I, I, you guys are great, and it's always fun. So uh, let's, nicely. let's move on to some new topic. What would you like to talk about? Oh, gosh. I'd heard that uh, NASA had discovered that we have a parallel universe, and this is not from your site. What's, your, what's the name of your site? Matrix. Matrix. Jumps, uh, yeah. It, yeah, NASA and I don't have the article. The possibility scientifically of a parallel yeah. universe. Okay. Yes, they think that they have actual evidence. So I don't have it handy, but if you if you Google it, it would come up. Oh, look at me now that you know I have a computer. Yeah, 
I can make you the research assistants. How do you look in a skirt, Bob? Uh, parallel universe. <laughs> and if I misspell parallel, oh yeah, I'll leave it to Google to figure that out. I hate autofill with a passion, by the way. No, oh, so you fell for some clickbait, my friend. Did I? Oh. No. NASA didn't find evidence of a parallel universe where time oh, runs backward. That's in CNET. <laughs> Newsweek, NASA didn't discover a parallel universe, but pop culture imagines what it could look like. USA Today, no, NASA didn't actually prove a parallel universe. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though, because that's, that's what happens. That's why... Yeah. Uh, Trump sometimes says the complete opposite of what actually happened because, like, the people who hear it right when he said it will believe it forever. It's on the Internet. It must be true, Bob. Right. So NASA didn't actually prove parallel parallel universe exists. Darn. There goes what my, actually wait. happened is pretty interesting. Okay. It stems from a story published by New Scientist from a few weeks back on a research paper. Okay. Published on rare particles detected by the Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, which is not called the Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna. The scientists, very lonely they are, call it <laughs> yes. Anita. Anita. <laughs> Anita happens to have a goatee, but the yeah. The Antarctic Impulsive Transient <laughs> Antenna, or Anita. Yeah. is a radio telescope used to capture cosmic ray neutrinos, mm, neutrinos. from a scientific balloon. Who knows? Neutrinos. <laughs> Normally, the neutrinos yeah. come from space. Okay. They're not a family that rides alongside next to the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> neutrinos pass right through solid objects generally, but during this event... The neutrinos were coming from the Earth's interior instead of Ooh. space, which is Ooh. fascinating and weird. And it is wow. uh, an anomaly, but it also does not mean, as some have asserted, that there is a backwards-moving parallel universe out there. Yeah, chilling. it's supposed to run in reverse. Yeah. I just think it's uh, it's a plan to shorten next year's Academy yeah. Awards or something. Ibrahim <laughs> Safa, the lead writer who wrote the paper, said so yep. himself. We looked wow. at these Anita events, and they can't be standard neutrinos. They're probably the result of our imperfect understanding of the Antarctic ice, but there's a chance some new physics phenomenon is responsible. By the way, mm -hmm. what if there really was a parallel universe, and we almost find it, and this guy was told, look, uh, we're going to liquefy you right now unless you put out a press release. <laughs> and, then, and then Tommy Lee Jones pulls out a pen. Put it in that right? double speak that these people use when they tell you there's nothing to see here. <laughs> there's nothing to see here, son. Look into the pen. <laughs> so I, I, and this is what happens with fake news. Yes. I think we're being hoodwinked about the parallel universe now. Yeah, I think so too. It's sort of like face masks. Face masks do no good whatsoever. Get out there and shop. Yeah, because we need them. <laughs> well, they the do need them for the stuff. medical community or <laughs> they'll <right>. die. <laughs> then then, we're truly uh, in trouble. So here's another tweet. I love these tweets. Uh, Twitter is really more entertaining than Facebook sometimes. You're more into the Twitterverse. I know this. Yeah. You. Uh, the tweet I'm reading is about this, and it says, what if the parallel universe that NASA discovered is actually the normal one, and we're in the upside down <laughs> one? We're in the sidecar. That would explain <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> would certainly explain uh, deja vu now, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, that's actually really see, that's what I was thinking. Is that this is we're being we're being bamboozled. So the reason we get deja vu is because the other parallel universe 
already experienced it? Someone wanted to know. Maybe I think what I hear is that um, the you're actually experiencing what you experience microseconds before, and it's just latency in the brain chemistry that causes mm, deja vu. That I believe. That's I totally that's like uh, ESP fits my analog else. world. Yes. Any yeah. any aging hippie will believe that. <laughs> Those that have neurons left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little to work with, but it's it works. Okay. Mm-hmm. Parallel universe. That's fascinating. It is. It's I a, didn't think we were gonna get so existential on well, the Well, it's a good story and totally untrue. Yeah, I know. That's good to know because I I was actually believing it up until you disproved it. So thanks for bursting my bubble, Bob. It's who you are, it's Sorry what you're about that. That's okay. So uh, you asked me to Lord, Google though. And I, and why do I believe Google? I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, we were interviewing a celebrity once on my radio show in Seattle, and uh, I forget who the celebrity was. It was like a TV star. You know, Must have been Hypro. Some show that was fairly popular at the time. And I'm reading yeah. this wonderful, we used to Baywatch. write great introductions for him. He's an actor. He's been in this movie, that movie. He's got a special coming out on Netflix. And, and uh, in his spare time, he's a salmon farmer in British Columbia. And has a, a, a ranch up there with a, a, a organic salmon. And, and I'm finishing this, and the guy goes, <sighs> He goes, Those Wikipedia vandals have not stopped. <laughs> it's true. You can hack in. There were hackers just, on Wikipedia yeah, that were absolutely. after this one particular actor. Yeah. And they kept like you know he owns a spaceship. <laughs> they just made stuff up. <laughs> and there's entire firms now that are making a living of removing Drek from your name online and your rap reputation uh, defender or whatever. Yes. It is. yes. Well, <clears throat> and you and you wonder why I put a piece of tape over the camera on my computer. <laughs> Here's another interesting story. The pandemic has played havoc. With the Appalachian Trail. Really? Every year, I don't know if you're aware of this, I think two or 3,000 people. Try and one to... set of teeth. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no. Well, there's a wide range of people, and yes, some of them are missing their teeth. I, it's 2,190 miles from Georgia to Maine. I have probably hiked, you know, a few hundred miles of it right. over the years. I've done more. I've done more of the Pacific Crest Trail. But, of course, this year, things changed. Because? The pandemic. Kelsey Foster started hiking the Appalachian Trail in early March. She left her whole life behind, her job, her apartment, her family, and the news. The mood was lighthearted as she's hiking, and a few people told her about the coronavirus. Couple of, you, by the way, the, the news network when you're on a hiking trail, backpacking. Yeah. And I've done this. I did 100 miles of the long trail in Vermont. You meet people and they go, What's new? Did you hear there's a virus in China? No kidding. Came from a bat. All right, later, dude. And then you move on and you don't get anything for three or four days. All right. And you run into a school teacher. Did you hear there's a virus? She said, yes, I, I, I heard about the virus, but they I said, it's nothing to worry about. It's going to disappear like magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good to know. <laughs> in other words, if you only could get yes. a, a snapshot once in yeah. a while, you'd, it's news roulette. 
Anyway, uh, by the end of March, the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, uh, and they handled the whole thing, they urged hikers to stay away. That set off an exodus from the trail. But when you think about it, isn't that like the opposite of what they should do? Get back to the roads and society. Did they close <laughs> down the trail? You can't, like, you couldn't have enough people patrolling it. Mm, to close it down. Yeah. yeah. Very too big. Uh, anyway, this gal in the story, which is in the New York Times, Ms. Foster, ultimately went home and, um, you know, just sat there going like, oh, she had only done 200 miles of the trail. She just sat there totally frustrated. Bob, I think you were a Sherpa in a parallel universe. Think? Yeah. I think you missed your calling. To, like, take people places? I think so. Hmm. Yeah. You're just you're just third? a natu- naturally adventurous, planet-loving wanderer oh, nomad. I do like that. Yeah. yeah. But I actually, I think I'm, I like being in the backpack rather than carrying it. <laughs> now we know why Lisa's so I strong. Think I would have loved a great Sherpa uh, to hire him to yeah. entertain the people while I'm a comedic Breathing minstrel. in all that thin yeah. air, yeah. Anyway, is backpacking still safe? I would think it is, but the towns were actually worried because if you've ever seen or smelled someone coming off the Appalachian Trail... Oh, yeah, it's not good. ...coming into your town... Your reaction should, I mean, it's counterintuitive to think this way, but that stench proves they've not been near civilization and they're That's safe. That's right. Yeah. And they could, they could also knock a buzzard out of a shit wagon at about 50 paces. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, officially the trail itself is not closed to answer your question. Well, well, Everest is apparently a mess, too, from all the people that attempt to go right. and they just dump garbage all over the place. Right. You haven't done that one, have you? Uh, no, no, okay. no. That's uh, so. If it's possible to fall to your death, I'm out. <laughs> Bob's out. Yeah, I'm pretty much a wuss. That's where the Sherpa takes over. I'd like you to meet the Sherpa. Here he is. Uh, anyway, uh, the overwhelming majority of through hikers heeded the request to stay away, but a few hundred hikers are wow. still hiking the trail, and they have a nickname for themselves on the Appalachian what? Trail. What's that? They call themselves. The Resistance. This weekend, it's the Resistance. Climbing the Appalachian Trail, defying all rules, taking their own lives in their own hands. They are the Resistors. The Clorox Clan. (laughs) It's even alliterative. That's really good. And I don't know if you know this about long-distance backpackers, Mm -hmm. but they all give themselves nicknames. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. And and it's called your trail name, like your porn star name. Okay, that game. Okay. Done it a different way. Uh-huh. Um, and it's usually something, it often happens quite by accident, okay. uh, that you're given a name. Um, and, and, you know, uh, there, some of the obvious ones, uh, like uh, Sasquatch, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a bunch of people will have that. But my trail name was Nonstop. Nonstop. Um, Someone gave me that, and I, and it's because I don't take rests. So you pace yourself? No, I, I basically am just like when I'm not, when I don't have a task to do in front of me except walk, I look at the clock, I figure how fast per mile I can go, mm-hmm. and I'm always in a competition. So the wow. idea of stopping for a, a drink of water would make me. 
arrive at the patch of ground where I'm going to set up a tent 30 seconds later. I can't do that. I'll be late. You were custom made for radio, mister. I was going to say. I know. It's stupid. But uh, but no, it's just the way I am. So uh, people met He's me. He's got to fashion that tinfoil hat right on time. <laughs> people met me and then they camper. saw how fast I was and they just called me nonstop. That's and he takes the hat off and puts it right on the grill. <laughs> anyway. The there are some out of the backpack. Bing. There are some Dinner funnier time. trail names and some, you know, some made to make you uncomfortable. What's your trail name? Stalker. <laughs> Dog balls. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and some are cute. Uh, some are Bites at night. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was hiking the Pacific Crest Trail once, uh, doing, I think, several hundred miles. And, Good uh, Lord. Over the course of how long? Oh, I, well, so I would do it segments at a time. Okay. Yeah. I, I generally wouldn't do three or four, more than three or four days. Once I did seven or eight days at a time. Yeah. Alone. Sane. Now, are you still tethered to reality through some kind of GPS device? Uh, nowadays, yes. So I carry, if I'm going to be really nowhere and I want them to find me, if I, you know, die mm-hmm. doing what I love, yeah. I carry this thing, um, Garmin makes it, and uh, it's a satellite device, and I can text or receive texts. From anywhere, without being you know near any coverage of anything, it uses a satellite. So, well, you're on a list somewhere with the American government, Mister. Yeah, I don't care about that. I, <laughs> I used to worry about it. It's like there's so many people doing so many you know weird things Nef- that nefarious things. Yeah, you know, I still feel like I'm hidden by the crowd. Probably not. Mm. Just don't make any jokes. <laughs> <laughs> not, Waiting in yeah. line at the airport and making you bomb know, jokes. you know, all of our speech is being analyzed. Oh yeah, by Big. artificial intelligence right now. Yeah. AI is and pulling they, out and phrases like, as why, we speak. Why did you put us on this? Well, because you work for free. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I'm, anyway, I met some people, and I, and I was on this hike, and there's this couple, and they were you know young and uh, attractive and in their twenties and doing a through hike, um, two thousand five hundred miles, the Good entire uh, trail. Clearly dinks, dual income, no kids, yeah. Well, no, they weren't married. And as it turns out, and I assumed they were boyfriend and girlfriend, Mm. but they had just met five days ago. Oh, my. And um, someone, you know, in in this other group, yeah, trail romance. I'm like, (laughs) really? That happens? Sounds like a really cheap Harlequin novel, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, I thought it was fascinating. And sure, you meet, I, I mean... I'd love to be in my 20s just to try and, and see, uh, you know, if I could somehow in an alternate parallel universe be cool and have a <laughs> shot at something like that. Yeah. <laughs> this opinion piece in the New York Times says, if you care about the working poor. Yeah, there's that. I care. If you care about racial justice. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm in. And if you care about climate change, mm. you have to stop eating animals. Huh. All right. Now Does why? that include fish? <laughs> That's all I want to know. Well, Anything with eyes. Is that what you're trying to say? 
Uh, an astonishing six out of ten counties that the White House itself identified as coronavirus hotspots are home to the very slaughterhouses the president ordered open. Oh, that's what this article is. Okay. Yeah. The political article about slaughterhouses killing people this week. It's going to disappear like magic, though. Oh, yeah. It's just one day it'll just disappear. It'll, it'll evaporate into thin air. I'm, I, I'm technically against farms, but you just threatened my rib dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, once, you, once, you've gone, once it's gone long enough, you don't crave it anymore. Is that right? Because you're veggie. I, I'm pesky. pescatarian, but I was vegetarian for five years. You are a pesky rascal now that I think about it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, no, the I, factory I farm industry up, is abysmal in this country. It and is. And it is terrible. PETA videos, you, you only have to watch a few and you, you will switch. And if you're at all concerned about the environment, you will switch. Animal agriculture is now recognized as a leading cause of global warming. Sure. It is. Yeah. Cow farts. Our hand has been reaching for the doorknob of the last few years, and now COVID-19 has kicked open the door. Impossible and beyond burger meat is everywhere available, wherever food is sold, including Whole Foods and even White Castle. Do you believe that? Yeah. And it tastes, what they've done with, not broccoli, but cauliflower, is amazing. Mm. I mean, it tastes like meat, Bob. You know it's not, but it tastes just like it. I have not tried it yet. Try you got to try it. It well, really is good. I'll tell you it what, is. with all the guilt in that headline, working mm-hmm. poor, racial justice, climate change, mm-hmm. the least I can do is try it and go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave no, it a shot. Don't, don't get me wrong. When I see a porterhouse grilling on, on, on a grill at some place, I, do I, like I, yeah, I do like the smell, but I, I, I can't. And I, have, I will, if I go to someone's house and meat is, like, poultry is being served and it's already mixed in, I will, I will have it, but I won't purchase it at, at a store. Mm. I'm a big fan of man evolving. Yeah. And this would be evolving, becoming more civilized. Uh, but I also feel in my DNA... You're a carnivore. That we're supposed to be carnivores... Mm-hmm. And I feel like Beyond Meat is gonna, like, if you did it for a generation, like something's gonna fall off, and it's not gonna be a part <laughs> of me. I like <laughs> your nads will turn to peas. Something's gonna. We're gonna lose some to something. <laughs> it's not true. Actually, what you so, do get is more energy. My Rocky Mountain oysters. Where did they go? <laughs> yeah. All right. mm. It's been replaced by a fig leaf. Yeah. <laughs> and not a big one, by the <laughs> way. All right, on that wonderful note, uh, we got a wonderful uh, fan email um, the, yesterday. I did, I did send it to you, right? Did I send it to you? Yes, I got it, actually. It's a beautiful, it is a, a fan of the uh, Bob, Spike, and Joe show, uh, but really is enjoying us and says we're funny, which um, I think is great because it's hard to get to know people you don't actually already know. Yeah. And uh, I don't have the letter right in front of me. I was going to read it to you, but that's all right. You, you, you sent it to me via text, is that right? Did I send it via text? I think so. Something tells me you did. Let me look very quickly. I'm in dark mode. Okay. Anyway, I thought it was uh, very nice of the person to take Bob the time, Rivers. and we did appreciate it. You can always email us. We have a sizable audience now, just a very quiet one. It's like crickets <laughs> out there some days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, you can always email us show at bobandzip.com 
and uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to drop a buck in the tip jar, uh, it can make a big difference. He said tip. Yes. Uh, the tip <laughs> jar is at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bob Rivers, I believe. But yeah, you can look us up on Patreon, Bob Rivers. And that's the uh, Patreon uh, account for Bob and Zipcast with Ed Kelly. And uh, I mean, it's just a few dollars. Like in you would, times like these, yeah, you would leave more <laughs> at a Holiday Inn for the maid. I know you would. Bucketel, but a little bit would be nice. I tip, help defray I, the cost of magic fingers. Yes, I tip a lot. Do you guys tip good? <laughs> yes, I do. I believe it's good yes. karma. Yeah, and I'm not. You're not supposed to. You know, true charity is anonymous, but there's a whole set of rules. I mean, anything less than twenty percent, you have to treat me really badly. And you know, two bucks for every ten. Those are the people that really need it. It's the right. service workers. They're usually working more than one job. They're yeah. moms, single moms. I tip moms. good even for terrible service. Really? Because I figure the well, people with no social skills yeah. are going to need the money even more. <laughs> That's pretzel logic at best, Bob, and I oh, like yeah. it. I, plus, I, I tip mainly out of guilt. Yeah. Because I feel like I was very lucky, didn't deserve anything. I know I worked hard, so. Thank you for thinking that and not saying it because I didn't give you time. But, um, but I always felt you know guilty, just lots of Catholic guilt, and, and I always figure that, you know, making the waitress or whatever be surprised at generosity would make up for the jerk yeah. who didn't give them anything, and that it's just you know putting money in the karma karma bank, yeah, paying it forward, I'm, man. Yeah. And it uh, ticks off Lisa, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's worth it alone. She doesn't right? believe in the karma bank. <laughs> no. Bank of karma is closed. But anyway. All right, you guys. Uh, we're going to play a twisted tune and uh, take it out. Uh, oh, 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 shoot. What time is don't it? Don't say shoot. It's Detroit, oh, for you God's know what? sake. You know what? If you, if you don't mind, yeah. I can't believe I did this again. I said to my son, you can come on the podcast. Uh-huh. And we're about to end the podcast without him. So I'm going to edit this. Okay. So he'll never know that that's what happened. Uh-huh. Hang on. So, and before we go, comedian Andrew Rivers is going to join us. Have you ever heard of Andrew Rivers? I watch him on, I subscribe to his YouTube <laughs> channel, actually. You do, actually. You're, a, a, yeah. you're very uh, kind to my family. I'm I'm an avid fan. The kid's funny. <laughs> Do you buy any tickets to any of his online? I stuff? bought one for his last one, twenty two fifty. It cost me after the fees, and then I never got this. <laughs> never got to see it because I couldn't well, hook it up with Zoom. Let's let him know because I'm sure. <laughs> I've got to edit this now. I hate editing. Up, oh, nope. There he is. <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. S- give me a test one two three, and then I'll edit it. Hello one two three. Andrew oh, Rivers you got all in- sorts of. Uh, garble. Oh. Is it the is Yeti, Yeti phone? X, right? Hang on. Something's going on a... with your internet. Do you have uh, do you have automatic backup stuff like Google Drive or Dropbox or stuff? I can reset the router and take five minutes, but uh, I'm turning everything else off. So it better. sounds great now. It just sounded good yeah, as yeah, soon as we threatened yeah. to shut them off. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my iTunes, whenever I open iTunes in the background, it tries to yes. download oh, yeah. something. Yep. It's usually some program doing that when we're, when we're having yep. a difficulty. All right, Andrew Rivers, comedian on the show with us. Yeah. Uh, hey. Andrew, I, I know you were involved in 
some cool things that are going on in comedy right now. There are online competitions, plus you're doing a weekly show, and is, uh, and you're doing some of this with Zoom, but some of it just uh, with like video equipment streaming, right? Yeah, so we for the first two months, we sort of set up a, a little bunker in a, a, a filming <laughs> studio, basically. And um, we got together and we wrote sort of topical late-night jokes and just sort of stand-up, so that way... We just want to keep our skills fresh and uh, uh, dust the rust off, you know. But and, now, and the as comedy you're working clubs, with, hold on, the people you're working yeah. with are comics that you regularly, you're like a family, a comedy family. So they're sure. your the quarantine buddies, right? Yeah, so it's just me and a friend, and uh, we've been uh, touring together for years, and, uh, you know, we trust each other to be somewhat reasonable, safe. Got it. And um, and then we invite one local comic per week to come in that is not too scared to be in the same room with us. And we <laughs> they have, have to, uh, they have to brave that yeah. then, yeah. <laughs> we have, uh, per- I mean, that's for other reasons than the virus, you know, sometimes... Uh, I get a little Joe Biden on people, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Now comedy clubs are sort of catching up. You know, what's interesting is they had to spend the first month sort of making sure their employees were okay and that they weren't gonna, you know, uh, go out of business. But now they're sort of moving into the digital age using Zoom, which was sort of a a program for for business meetings. Mm-hmm. But um, but it turns out if you can get like a hundred people on Zoom, and then you just have to make one of them laugh per joke, and it's not that bad, <laughs> you know. Because so, it turns one on at a time, right? Yeah. So because you really just got to hear a couple people laughing, and and it's fun. To me, uh, audiences have been the worst part of comedy from the beginning. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Not <laughs> getting yeah. my jokes, heckling me, not sleeping with me after shows. Just <laughs> the worst people. Yeah. You hate it when that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I so, was in a band uh, once. I hated that. Too. No perks. <laughs> you know, and it's good substitute right now. It's not quite real stand-up comedy, but... Uh, I sort of said it. It must be what drinking like an O'Doul's feels like to an alcoholic, <laughs> where you're like, "Hey, this isn't even really close to what I like, but the other thing might kill me, so this will do." For now. That's very true. That's wonderful. I could have written that, but I'm too I, lazy. Uh, it was in your honor. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, Andrew. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, so yeah, we're in this uh, Zoom uh, right now. We're doing a coast to coast roast battle. Uh, we're uh, sponsored by Helium Comedy Clubs, and they have there are I think six Helium Comedy Clubs across the country, but there are twenty nine total comedy clubs sponsoring this event, and so all the bookers are sort of watching this thing, and uh, we're five right. and zero right now, and uh, it's going. When you well. say we're five and zero, is it a Seattle team like a sports team? Yeah, so it's me and a comic Monica Nevy, who's a really really funny comic. And uh, we um, basically write jokes about two cities per week. And, uh, but now we're in the playoffs or whatever. So uh, we, have, we had one show yesterday, and now we have to we find out basically who we battle, and then we have to write jokes about them in one day, which oh, is kind of so tough. Oh, so it's like, it's, wow, you know, this is yeah. genius. It's so a slam. It, yeah, it has a little yeah. element of a roast. It's kind of got the meanness of the NFL. Right. <laughs> it's competitive. I mean, we got back-to-back show. You know, writing a joke takes time. It takes... Hell yeah. You got to look at it from different angles and, and 
And sometimes, you know, you write a joke and then two days later the drugs wear off and you're like, why did I think that was funny? So you got to get timing is everything. Tie. I used to say, you know what? Most important thing is tie. Time. No, I go tie. Oh, And then I go Ming. <laughs> okay. The old joke is, uh, "Hey, what's the most important thing in comedy?" And then you start to say timing, and I interrupt you and say, "Yeah, timing. yeah, yeah." What's the most important thing in comedy? Ta- ta- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, you're doing so, yeah, great. It's good. We're uh, we're battling uh, Atlanta tonight. As soon as this uh, show is over, so it's going to be fun. All right. You know, uh, guys, you've both been supportive and watched Andrew online, and you know that just before the pandemic hit. I think he had exceeded 20 million video views on Facebook. Wow. And, um, you know, he's basically getting to the point where, and I can be real, real with him because he's like that, but, you know, he would book theaters and clubs his own instead of being hired by a comedy club. That's how you make the dough in that business. Well, and sometimes you could sell 300 tickets and sometimes it was an AA meeting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except we're all drinking. Keep coming you back. Talk about your dry bar comedy. <laughs> um, but it, but I mean, but it, uh, and we saw him a couple of times. I mean, some sold out shows. But he was able to just fly to cities on his own dime and buy his own advertising on social media and sell. And so his career was. Your your career. I'm going to talk to you like you're actually in the room and can hear me. Yeah. Okay. Your career was like heading in this whole new amazing direction. And what was beautiful cool. about it is that you were in charge. You were entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean that's the the exciting thing uh, about this career. I mean, <laughs> I got into this because I got laid off from another job ten years ago. So. Uh, I thought this was stable for some reason. But, uh, <laughs> you know? Well, I just like the idea of being. By the way, radio guys laugh twice as hard at that job. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I didn't know if Game. I got a job uh, involving crowds, they would outlaw crowds. But. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah, I'm it's laughing on the, the outside. Yeah, a lot of the idea of it is self-employment is like you only get fired if you quit, you know? Like, right. uh, I was sort of struggling for the first seven-ish years of my career, and then, you know, you just hang in there and eventually figure some stuff out, and uh, and so things were going well, but, um, you know, it's it's just uh, how this goes, so I don't know. Yeah. You just, uh, <laughs> you do whatever you, the, the, this roast battle, you know, what's funny is this is actually probably the best thing to happen for me because all of my excuses for everything I've never accomplished are just out there. Oh, I travel too much, and oh, I don't have time, and oh. Right. It's like the government is paying me to sit and write jokes and, uh, and, and get in shape, and uh, so I'm, I'm just having fun actually sort of trying to get a stable lifestyle. Yeah. Andrew climbed Mount Sai yesterday. And, wow. Nice. Yeah. So I'm um, yeah climbing mountains. I'm just trying to exercise and get in shape and uh, and uh, uh, do the thing. I actually, um, I I I have n- I don't like to call it working out because it feels too aggressive. Because it's like uh, oh I gotta get my pre workout and my post workout and it's like that blender costs more than my rent. I can't afford this. You know? So I I've rebranded it and I call it preventing early death. 
Instead of working out. Yeah. Yeah. I just, every time I'm in the gym, like, I'm going to live a few extra years because of this. Have you Um, checked for that domain name to see if it's available? Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, start a gym. You could make so much more than comedy. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. All right. But, you know, I'm 35 and it's, uh, I'm not going to win a beauty pageant or anything, but I, you know, I just want to spring in my step if there's a bus coming. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh, man. Are there beauty pageants for men? Um,. Uh. I don't, uh, well... It's a trick question. Called, don't answer it. <laughs> it doesn't change your statement. You're not going to no. win. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank that you, that was the part I had to mull over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, genetic contributor. Oh, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it's really, uh, hey, man, when you're pointing more... What do they say when you point one finger at me? There's four right back at you. That's right. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> All right, Andrew. Uh, it's great to talk to you. And uh, come on the show again. We'll talk more. Tell hey, anytime. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Andrew J. Rivers on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Adult Friend Finder. So. <laughs> the world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Janet showed a coconut, she thought we wouldn't mind It's just to have a little fun, she'd do it all the time She getting flack for the coconut, it wasn't covered up She had the jewelry on the coconut, but that was not enough It's a crime to show the coconut, unless they're in a cup FCC fine for the coconut, they call the network and shook them up I saw ta-ta, thanks to Justin Timberlake I saw ta-ta, though I do believe his face a shocker is there nothing left to secret? I said, knocker. Then they said it's a mistake. Now let me get this straight. He put the hand on the coconut. A Super Bowl stunt. Tore the flap off the butternut. But they showed the little pup. And TV time on the coconut. She quickly cover up. We were live on the coconut. You call the sensor to shake them up. Saw ta-ta. Thanks to Justin Timberlake. I saw a knocker. Now let me get this straight. You could be fined for the coconut unless it's in a cup. But be far from the voices, but it's such a nice explosion. Put the camera on the coconut, get lots of angry letters. When the dog bites you in the nut, it's such a funny moment. It's a cry for the coconut unless it's in a sweater. Poke a beer through your coconut eyes and make it better. Be ashamed of your coconuts and wrap them all up. Ask a doctor for some penis pills and call me in the 